AviationPros.com is the portal website for AMT, airport business, and ground support worldwide magazines. Visit daily for breaking news, industry blogs, and insightful articles from our magazine's editorial team. And don't forget to sign up for our publication's daily e-newsletters. It's all at AviationPros.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Aviation Pros Podcast. I'm Walker Yarrow, editor of AMT Magazine, and I'm joined in this show by Damian Mark, president of JPB System. We discuss JPB's history, how Damian married his IT background with aviation to great success, and some of the new ventures JPB is currently undertaking. Enjoy. Tell our audience just a little bit about yourself and JPB System. Uh, yes, Walker. So I'm Damien Mark. I'm the CEO of JPB System. Uh, this is a pretty young company in the aerospace uh, industry. Uh, I took it from my father uh, after he passed away pretty brutally in 2006. And um, I succeeded to bought the company because he was not the only owner of this company in 2009. That was the very beginning of my own adventure. June 2009. So at this time, we were three persons uh, in the company that was very small with a product, very innovative product. We were doing self-looking boroscope plugs. So it looks very complex. uh, But in fact, this is just to uh, expedite the time in maintenance uh, under the wings uh, of the aircraft during the uh, endoscopy, you know, the boroscope, the boroscope check. So this is the first product that we have developed, and that was back in 2009. And my strategy has been to um, uh, diversify those kind of products, you know, some niche product, self-looking products. So this is all those kind of products that make, give you the opportunity to save time in maintenance and secure all the threaded connection. So we have developed 15 uh, patent, patented products during this period. And from three people, we are... 140 people right now. From 1 million of turnover, we are doing 22 millions right now. And from 0% of sales outside of France, now we are selling our product 95%, 85%, sorry, outside of France. Just what have some of the trends you've seen lately in aircraft maintenance been? Um, you know, that was originally, that was an idea from my father. My father was working in a mechanical, very simple subcontractors of mechanical industry. And during the Paris Air Show, you know, which is this big air show in France, um, the customer that was Snecma at this time, this is now Safran, came and, and was looking for a product because the, the company, mainly the low-cost company, uh, wanted to expedite some operation of maintenance. And this boroscope step of maintenance was quite uh, painful because all the boroscope plugs were secured with lock wire. Uh, and that was very painful to remove the lock wire and add a new one that was very dangerous to forget also to put the lock wire. So they wanted to find Safran, the OEM, I mean, of these engines that was CFM at this time, wanted to find a solution to have a self-locking boroscope system. And this is how everything started. So my father has patented this, this product, and this is how we entered into this business of aerospace. So not, not directly connected to the maintenance, let's say, but to the OEM to help them to sell a quicker, faster maintenance to the final customer. 
And how have things um, evolved over the past 10 years? How has the industry changed? You know, I'm, obviously we had the pandemic, but just in general, over the past 10 years, how have you changed and evolved? In general, you know, we were like very little startups at the beginning. So we were more a design department, uh, designing some parts. And then the model was like a fabless model. We didn't have any manufacturing on site. And our model was to you know, subcontract all the manufacturing of the product, and we were just doing the final assembly. And very quickly, I understood that uh, having the know-how of how to manufacture our product was a key. So I started to invest in the first machining uh, line, uh, not line, just one machine uh, in 2010, and we started to do some prototypes, expedite, expediting, you know, our uh, research and development process. And very quickly also, I understood that being able to, to, to manufacture the first set of product for a new engine was very a key also uh, to make sure to deliver on time. So this is how everything started. And and, and, and day after day, uh, months after months, year after year, we succeed to enter into some big businesses like General Electric, Rolls-Royce, Pratt & Whitney, and things has began to, to be serious, very serious with some big one, you know, some big volumes to manufacture. And back in 2014, I decided to implement in my company uh, a serial production line. Okay. And... Um, and at this time, it was very difficult because in France, the industry were not very developed. All the industry were going east of Europe or in the low-cost country. But I decided to implement my machining line in France. And for that, and to be competitive uh, in front of the world, uh, I decided to uh, implement what is today considered as one of the first 4.0 manufacturing system. That means that all the actions with low level you know, of technicity are made by robots. There is communications between all the machines. Um, machines that are doing the inspection are able to communicate with the machines that are doing the machining process. And they are able to correct by themselves you know, all the machining process. And the robots are moving the parts from one machine to the other. So it's quite impressive to see. And we have built that from, from scratch. And today we are seen as one of the most modern companies uh, in the aerospace in the world. Yeah, that's really interesting about the, the 4.0 system. Can you, can you get into a little bit more about just how that works and how you kind of um, came about it? I know you said you grew it all yourself. Yeah, I was, I was amazed because my background is more electronical uh, and computer skills. Uh, and I jumped into this aerospace industry by fact, okay, because my father passed away and I had to come here. But I kept my, my eyes uh, of electronical guy and computer IT guys. And I was amazed to see how the industry was working. It was like very old, old time, you know, it was like old fashion. And uh, I, I, I was amazed to see that when you buy a machine, a brand new machine that cost half a million of US dollars, and when you buy the last machine of inspection, this 3D machine of inspection, and you put all of them in your workshop, those machines are not able to communicate. Mm -hmm. And I was amazed about that. I was like, how is it possible? It remembered me, you know, the, the computer from, from the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Where to connect a simple mouse to your computer, you had to uh, introduce the driver. Now you don't mind, you know, you just put the USB key and you just put the USB and the mouse is able to communicate with the computer. And my guess is that the industry will be this way in 15 years. But today, this is like the uh, IT world of the 90s. So I decided to create those drivers by myself. 
you know, as as an IT guys, and and I I, I was able to uh, make create a communication between all those machines, and this is the key, you know. First is create the communication between all all those machines. Second is to uh, use a robot to do all the repetitive tasks. Okay, you don't want to use uh, a machinist to do that. And then the third is to use one machinist to operate more machines than usual. And when you have this mixed, you know, it's perfect because it's easier to find some people to work in your company uh, because you need less. Um, it's more easy for the people to learn because they just have to follow what the machines says, let's say. And, uh, and, and the beauty of that, and today this is what we are doing, our full machining line is able to work uh, lights out. This is what we say, you know, without any person during the night uh, in full autonomy which is very good for the competitivity. Okay, so this is how we have created that step-by-step, step, understanding step-by-step step what was the key of this process. And so you come from more of the, the IT, electronic side, like you said, and into aerospace. Um, did you take in feedback from the aviation industry when you were thinking about things like the four-point design or any of the products you offer? Or how did you kind of marry your background with uh, aviation? Um, yeah, first we, we, we listen our customer a lot. We listen the pain point. Okay, we try to understand. We we also try to make them communicate because when you speak to a big OEM, there is the design team, there is the aftermarket team. You know that is in front of all the problems uh, created, but what the people have designed. But those people do not communicate each with each other. So. Our goal is to is to create this connection not only with the machines but also between the people trying to understand where are the the, the problems with the with the aircraft with the engine, uh, and, and and then when, once we understand that we try to come up very fast with a concept of design you know to uh, improve uh, what has been designed and make something more sexy more easy more quick to operate. Uh, most of the time it it costs more money than the existing part. And then we have to justify that, you know, on the on the life of the program, they will save money because, you know, they don't have to change the part every time. It's more secured. Uh, the operation when you do maintenance is quicker and the global cost of ownership of the product is lower. So this is this is how, you know, we understood the, the, the general aviation world. We also understood that to to exist into this world right now as a new player, because we were a new player, uh, we had to be the best in terms of quality, in terms of delivery. And this is why for 10 years, JPB is delivering the product 100% on time with zero defects of quality. So that was a big target. And this is not, this is not just only, you know, words, this is fact. So we have been awarded by Safran uh, for 12 years now as the best supplier of Safran. Uh, GE classified every suppliers also. Uh, and there is different grades. And the, the maximum grade is excellent. And we are above this grade, uh, this grade uh, because we are role model with GE. So this is how I understood this, this industry world. Uh, this is a very tough world because it's very long. The time to market is very long. When you come with this idea of a new product uh, and when the, come, uh, the times come to get your first uh, cash, uh, cash back, let's say, uh, it's, it's six to seven years. It's very long. But okay. then when you are at this point, it's a very long-term contract. Uh, it's some pretty decent volumes also on the new programs like the GTF, like the LEAP from CFM. Uh, that means that at this moment, uh, we can invest in, in a machining line that gives us some competitivity uh, on the market. 
Okay, and this is at this moment that we mix, you know, both worlds of IT, machining, um, level of expertise of aerospace. And now, as we have all those people inside the company, you know, we are we have been able to create much more product and use all this IT skill to upgrade our product. This is the next step. Yeah, let's get into your products a little bit. Uh, I know you mentioned at the beginning more scopes, and I, we recently talked about your smart washers. What else is it that you're offering? Yeah, for example, we have uh, patented and developed uh, self-locking uh, fitting, okay, for all the, the fittings, okay, that secured the pipes connections for oil, you know, gas uh, in the engine. So that was a big change for us because boroscope, there is maybe 15 to 20 boroscope maximum into the engine. Pipes, there is hundreds of them, 200, 300 per engine. So that was a game changer for us in terms of volumes. And today, um, and during the pandemics, we have signed the exclusivity, you know, uh, with Pratt & Whitney to equip all the fittings of the GTF family, which is a massive business for the next 10 years. So this is, let's say, our legacy product. There is more than that, okay? But what you need to understand is that every time uh, you have a threaded connection that you need to secure in terms of vibration, in terms of thermal dilatation, that you don't want your two parts to back off, uh, we can find a solution based on the existing product or from scratch because we have an R&D department. And this is really the first pillar of our um uh, strategy. This is to develop the self-locking device in the engines, but also outside of the engines uh, on the airplane. And today we are developing also in helicopters, uh, rockets, and other stuff, funny stuff. First pillar. Second pillar of the strategy, let's say we already have some smart products, mechanically speaking, smart products, because they are unique in the world. But my goal was to make them smarter. And to make them smarter, we, we included some sensors, electronic sensors and, and communication, protocol communications, wireless communications. Okay. And you, you, you mentioned the smart washer. Uh, this is a new product that we have patented. And this is a washer, a very simple washer that you put between two assemblies, between the bolt, let's say. And this washer will give you the tension in your assembly just by approaching your phone mm -hmm. from the washer. Um, immediately without any tools. This is the smart washer. And this product, you know, it's coming with um, uh, much more than a simple washer, which is including, you know, sensors and communication protocol. Uh, it's coming also with uh, smart tools, okay? And we are changing the, the game also in, in this time. Up to now, uh, every mechanics works with torques, okay? You, uh, there is a specific torque of assembly for every bolt, okay? With the smart washer, we are able to um, apply the torque and check the tension into the assembly, but we are also able to connect the tool with the washer and to stop the, the key, you know, to stop the tool when you reach the tension. And you will read the resultant torque. So that's a kind of game changer, I think, in the industry. And uh, we will be able to be much more precise in the assembly thanks to that. And the beauty also of the IT, the electronics, the memory inside uh, is that we will be able to follow the tension in every single assembly during the life of anything. You know, it can be a rocket, it can be a plane, an helicopter. And that means that inside in the memory, 
I will be able to say, hey, this is Walker that has assembled this bolt uh, at this time. That was this GPS uh, um, uh, point, and that was the tension in my assembly. And three months later, uh, this is Damien, you know, checking this at Singapore. And, and this is the torque, that, that this is the tension that we have in the assembly. And we will store every single data, and we will sell also those data to our customer because it will give them a better knowledge of the, the assembly and the world system. Is this something that the OEMs are interested in and you kind of took that feedback? Or is this, you're pioneering this yourself? You think that smart's just the way of the future? No, it started with a customer, uh, a pain point, let's say. Uh, um, this is a customer that is making helicopters in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said to us that he, he had, since after an accident, okay, on one of the helicopters, they had to check 12 bolts every 500 hours of running, okay, of the helicopters. Only 12 bolts, but to inspect those 12 bolts, there is two and a half days of maintenance because they need to remove the two engines of the helicopter. They need to remove almost anything on the helicopter, inside and outside, to access to those 12 bolts. Then they have to check independently the torque of the 12 bolts and reassemble everything. And this is very painful. Uh, and with our techno, and, and they started like that. They said, Damien, if you have a solution for us to inspect the torque and the tension in an assembly without any tool, you're the best. And this is how everything started. I said, yes, we will make it. We'll make it happen. So I came back to my company and we started to design. Uh, we have did many, many tests, uh, many you know uh, iterations, and we found the solution. And this solution now will be mounted into this helicopter this year for our first flight. The time saving is huge, okay? Because uh, from two and a half days, now it's less than one hour and a half to check the 12 bolts without removing any engines, nothing. So maybe looking ahead to the future here, um, you said earlier that you see kind of the way of the future being this 4.0 system with everything integrated. Um, just what are your predictions for, say, the next five, 10 years for the industry? I think we are just at the beginning of this big change of 4.0, machining manufacturer of the future, we, we say also, you know, depend on the name, you know, that you use. And for me, there is nothing uh, amazing about that. There is nothing special. Factory of the future for me will be the factory that will still exist in the future. That's it. Okay, and if you want uh, to exist in the future, you have to change your mind. You have to um, digitalize a lot of things. You have to make it, you know, smarter, quicker, uh, more effective. For one reason, be more productive, uh, be more competitive on the market because we are competing with with the whole world. And I think once you understand that, there is many ways to do that. And something I figured out is that. most of the people that run, that, that run workshop into the world do not check really the efficiency of the workshop. For example, most of the people, in, even in the small workshop, when you have only five to ten machines, it's not surprising if your ten machines are working only 60% of their time. 40%, they are just not running, and nobody cares, and nobody knows about that. So what we have decided to launch here is a startup that is called Keyprod. K-A-Y-P-R-O-D, like the key of the production. And um, we have launched some very, very innovative stuff. So this is a big new world. Uh, We have created IoTs, 
uh, and the software. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Aviation Pros Podcast. Be sure to visit AviationPros.com for more stories, breaking news, and expert insight from all around the aviation industry.